0: Hello, my loves. It is Lala Kent. Welcome back to another episode of my podcast, Give Them Lala. What's up, Miss Jessica (laughs) Wolta? Third
1: third time's a charm. (laughs) I think you've said it three times like that. And it's chic, so I love it. When I
0: say Wolta. When
1: you say Wolta, I can't even say it. I can't even say it. Um, Nothing's up. We're just chilling in your bedroom.
0: Yep. On your bed. I have a full house right now. I have Mm -hmm. my little brother who was supposed to leave after his birthday. And he was like, I don't want to go home. I said, you should stay. He said, maybe I'll leave Thursday. I was like, why would you leave Thursday? Right. Like right before the weekend. Right. Get home for one day of work. And then the weekend hits. Like just stay through the weekend. So he's here. He brought his friend out. So all the goings on. It's fun. I love it. Yeah. I love a jam packed house. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's my just favorite. Like,
1: yeah, it's like a comfortable family fun. I like it too.
0: Yeah, so we're in the bedroom because Easton and his homies are downstairs watching the Tinder Swindler.
1: Yeah, watching the Tinder Swindler. How are you doing, Lala, since we last spoke oh. on this podcast?
0: <laughs> Not in I'm, life. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling excited and happy. We have Dr. Emily Morse from... Mm the podcast Sex with Emily. She does a lot of other things. I'm super excited. Super horny these days. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm like, can we, let's talk about it. Yes. Please. <laughs> no, I'm feeling amazing. And you know, I have people that I'm speaking to and I'm like getting to that point where I'm like, I, I could let them hit it. Yeah. I could let it. Yeah, but I'm like, Nervous, yeah, and not just nervous. And I'm, I'm gonna get very vulnerable Mm -hmm. with Emily today. Mm -hmm. Tell her where my head's at because I need her to like spit mad knowledge on me. Yeah, but one of the reasons I'm nervous is like, so I have an IUD, right? Mm -hmm. No hormones. I get migraines, but like, there is a huge difference between like, okay, I've got my IUD and people just assume like, oh, but I don't ovulate or oh, I have my IUD or I'm taking a pill. So like, I'm good. Mm -hmm. I need to know what my body is doing at all times, right? I cannot have any slip ups, any what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Where's my period? Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm going to start banging it out, I need to know no children are going to be on the way. Right, right? this isn't a guessing game. This is not a guessing game. Yeah. So I found this, it's like a thermometer. Mm -hmm. You download an app, it's called Natural Cycles. I stick it in my mouth. Green lets me know I'm good to go. Mm -hmm. And that obviously means like you're not ovulating. So you do the
1: Natural Cycles thing with the IUD.
0: You should always know what your body is doing. Whether you have an IUD or you're taking a pill, Mm -hmm. like know what your body's doing. Don't rely on it. Yeah. So with natural cycles, the reason I do it is because like that, I know it's like I'm a Virgo, so I use everything perfectly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. And if you use it perfectly, Mm. it's 98% effective. And when you give me a number like that, Mm -hmm. I'm fucking using it. Right. 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 So that thing has been in my, like I'm checking all the time. Yeah. Because who knows when I'm going to like hey, let's
1: slip it in. Right. Are you a fan of period sex? Cuz that could be a good way to track like like do you have sex on your period? I feel like that's such a some women are like no, absolutely not, and others are like absolutely. Just well, that's throw what I know a I'm really safe. down.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's what I know I'm really safe. You know, I'm fine with it mm-hmm. because I just think it's like I am a woman, yeah, who has a period, right? And I'm not going to be ashamed of that. Now, like some dudes may not be into it. I've had most dudes that are like, "I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Let's get it poppin." Yeah. Um, and then you know you just do it in the shower. Exactly. Don't look down. But it,
1: <laughs> but I was gonna say that is that could be a good way to even if you're not ha- having sex or it's just a good way to track your period. And I feel like I should do that. I know Kyle tracks my period because he like wants to know when I'm going to be extra emotional or like when I act like a monster. He looks down at his app and he's like, oh, okay, great. She's, this is why. Right. And then he's like, you know, brings me chocolate or whatever. But like, I feel like I should do that. That's smart.
0: It is smart. And like I said, because I get the migraines, like I cannot have any sort of hormone. Mm -hmm. It heightens your risk of strokes. Oh, I didn't know that. I learned that a while back. So I have a copper IUD, which Mm -hmm. no hormones, mix that with my natural cycles and I'm like, I'm golden. Awesome. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I love about it. And because there's no hormones in my IUD or with the natural cycles, Mm -hmm. like it doesn't stop your ovulation. So you continue to have normal periods, continue Mm -hmm. to have your normal ovulation cycle. I just, I, I, You know me. I love a plan B. I know you do. (laughs) I love a plan B.
1: Plan A, B, C like you love a good backup plan. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: Good backup plan. That's what I live by. Yeah. So yes, I'm I'm feeling in great spirits. Mm -hmm. And this weekend I'm going to see one of the boys. Oh, yeah. One of the boys. Yeah. How are you feeling about that? I get nervous. You do? Yeah, we like get so butterflies cute.
1: and stuff. You get
0: butterflies. Yes, and he's the one that I can get like emotional with. Yeah, and like if I cry if we have sex because I probably will cry. I'm gonna ask mm-hmm. Emily about that. <laughs> because you should.
1: have you ever cried during sex, Jess? No, because I'm not a crazy person. No, I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, no! no I'm you really guys, gonna I'm gonna kidding. Nervous. Yes, of
1: course. I cried when I lost my virginity to my um, long-term boyfriend at the time. But it was sweet. I, I thought, I mean. Why'd you cry though? Why'd you cry? Because I felt like it was such a big moment. I feel like I was lucky. I had a nice, um, I had a nice, like, when I lost my virginity, it was like, was someone special? And it was not that, go lose your virginity, do to whatever whoever. you want. Right. To whoever. It could be a one night stand. Like, you do you. You do you. But for me, I was like, I needs to be special and all this shit. I don't agree with that now. But, um. So I cried because I was, like, <laughs> so stupid. But I was like, oh my God, I'm, like, I'm a woman. I'm, yeah. like, this is such a big moment in my life. I'm like going to remember it forever. Yeah, but not in a negative way. I was, like, this is such a big moment in my life. It was just a lot of emotions. I, and I cried, too. Yeah, and I yeah. you cried the first time. Yeah. And I felt that I was safe. I think if I had done it with someone who was, like, new or I was, like, oh, let me just... It's a one night stand type of thing. I wouldn't have cried. I would have like kept it inside because I would have been like, this is going to look really weird, mm-hmm. which I don't agree with now, but at the time. And, um, but I, w- I felt safe. So I was like emotional and I got, you know, I got like a, a hug and, and a sweet, like whatever. Yeah. But, but why do you think, I mean, because you're not losing your virginity. I feel like I am. <laughs> but you feel like you are. I also
0: think it's, um, I also think that it's going to be, like, it'll be a happy cry, but Mm -hmm. you know when there's so much emotion going through you, whether it's happy, sad, all the feels, and you don't know how to process it, so you cry? Yes. 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 That's what it's going to be like. Yeah. Who knows? I could bang it out and just be so smiley and not cry at all, but I want to be prepared. And I feel like with this dude, if I were to cry, like, he would hug me after and, like, make me feel all special and sweet. That's, that's nice. Yeah. And safe. And safe. And safe. The word mm-hmm. of life. Feeling safe. Yeah. Speaking of period sex again, that <laughs> takes me back to a time where like, I was dating this football player.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He was playing at USC okay. and then he got drafted. Hot. He was super hot. <laughs> okay. No, he was flying. Okay. Um, To the Seahawks in Seattle. Mm-hmm. So he flies me out to see him. Keep in mind, I'm young. I'm okay. so young. I think I was like 22. Okay. And you're like impressionable at 22. 100%. Especially when you're dating this guy who's now in the NFL and you're kind of intimidated and you're like, oh my God, okay. Yeah. We had had sex before. So I fly out to see him. We we bang it out once, Mm -hmm. right? That night. And it's like two seconds because I'm so good at what I do, right? (laughs) (laughs) And he was like upset about it, right? Okay. He's like, I can do better than that. I can do better than that. So he wants to go again. Yeah. I am just wrapping on my period. The first the first time we did it that night, we were good. The mm-hmm. second time is when it was like okay, something's happening. Right? And I don't know him like that where do I warn him? Because you know when you're wrapping up your period? Yes. I'm so we're getting real, real, real. No, but right this here. is
1: great. <laughs> this is what get real. When you're so you're wrapping up, you're not about to start? No. It's like the tail end of it. Okay. And and right. are you're about to wrap up
0: but you think you feel it like, oh, I'm like thought okay, there's it was like more done. One, yeah, I thought yeah. it was more done than <laughs> yeah. it might be. Yeah. So that happens. Okay. He is not about that life at Stop. all. I'm mortified. He goes to practice the next morning. I wash the sheets and everything. I start getting a migraine because I'm so stressed out about what had just happened. Aww. Now I'd be like, "Fuck you, motherfucker." Yeah,
1: I got a period. That Makes me really sad for you and makes me want to look this Seahawks man in the face and be like, Grow up. I've said it two weeks in a row now just for different reasons, but like that's my thing lately. Grow, Grow up. up. Right? That right. makes me sad. What
0: a loser. And okay, so he comes home that night. I've like yeah. washed everything, whatever. We're laying down. We had banged it out again. So he obviously wasn't that oh, by it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he sees a small little spot on the bed and he goes, Couldn't get this out. And I was like, <laughs> I'm never talking to you again. Are you serious? I cannot wait to get the fuck out of here. What a little shit. I know.
1: I've never had a, a man be upset. I was on my period. The only thing that's happened, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, is that I had a tampon in one night and yeah. I was drunk. And I knew I had my period, but I was like, it was just like we were drunk and we started having sex. And I was like, like almost as the sex was almost done, I was like, I didn't take out my tampon and his penis has been all the way inside of me. So that tampon is up there. I had to go to the gyno and get it taken out. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, good for him. It was that big?
1: Yeah. Well, the like <laughs> I think I was also just like, I get like weird and queasy about like my blood getting taken. Mm-hmm. And like, if
0: I have to put yes. my
1: leg up on the toilet, I I think I fainted multiple times the first time trying to put a tampon in.
0: Yeah. So that's a lot. Yeah. So I was like, "Mm, I'll just go get it taken out. You know, I'm the same way when I see blood. Yeah. Automatically. I'm like, oh, I'm going to. So I got Botox for the first time in a long time. Okay. How did that go? So it went great. Obviously. I love my Botox, Mm -hmm. but they didn't do numbing cream this time because I was on a tight schedule. I was like, we don't have time to numb today. Okay. They had to tilt me back and I can feel it coming on. The second he was poking, I was like, okay, legs are going numb. You got to tilt me back. Like, I could feel it working at my body to where my I was going to be knocked out. Okay. So <laughs> I should have just had them numb me because the amount of times they had to tilt me back. Wait, so wait, I, what are you, why are they tilting you back? Does that help? Get the blood so, back oh, to your. so
1: you don't faint or it so just So you like, don't faint. Got yes. it. Okay.
0: And Dr. Diamond, by the way, there is no better doctor to make you look natural. He's very conservative, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I learned to go to him after some not so great moments of injection, right? Really? Okay. Yes, he is an artist when it comes to the face, mm-hmm. so I only trust him with my face. Okay. But he knows at this point, like Lala has fancy mouth. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, like, like tilt back, and of course, like in comes the nurse with my little juice box yeah. and like the little cookie. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you must have you ever given blood? Yes, and I don't like it. No. Do you faint every time?
0: Um, Most of the time they have to tilt me back and bring okay. in the juice. Yeah.
1: Bring, the- <laughs> bring in the juice, tilt me back. Next time numbing cream. 100%. I will
0: never do it again without numbing cream. Yeah. And yeah. by the way, the lips are the hardest.
1: Okay, wait, this is going to be a weird question then. Did you faint when you were giving birth? If like you faint from like blood and and maybe like pain.
0: So I was worried about that. Yeah, I would be. Because... Dr. Rothbart, who delivered Ocean, said, do you want to feel? And do you want to feel? And I was like, no, No. because if she's here, like I'll pass out if it it just isn't, you know, Mm -hmm. like if I realize what's happening to my body. It's when pain is involved or poking Mm -hmm. that I'm like, I associate, oh, there's blood because this is happening. Oh my God. Yes. You know, But period, blood, totally fine, I'm good. Right. But with Ocean, I feel like I was so... Just chilling. Really? Yeah. See,
1: that's so good because I always assume. Like like when, when Kourtney Kardashian gave
0: birth to And she Mason. pulled Yeah, him and out. had the mirror down mm-hmm. there and she just pulled him out? No. I looked and I saw Ocean coming out, like the tail end of oh, it. Oh, you did? Yes. So fun fact about my birthing experience, okay. though. So they give me the epidural mm. and I'm freaking out because I feel like an egg. My legs are gone. I am humpty fucking. Daunting, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, is this going to go away? Like, I can't feel anything. I cannot feel it. Like, it starts fucking with me. Yeah. And they're like, do you want something for the anxiety? Because I was starting to panic. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm sober. I don't take anything. Keep in mind. Remember, I never had an issue with pills, drugs. Alcohol was my thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's why I go to AA. Nothing else ever interested Interested me. Never dabbled in anything. Right. Alcohol was where it started and ended. So I tell them this. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, good to know. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes they put fentanyl in the <gasps> in the uh, epidural, nice. right? You can opt out of it. And I said, okay. I don't want that. I yeah. do not want that. So cut to like three in the morning. And I'm like, may- maybe sooner than that. I'm like, the epidural's not working anymore. I'm feeling a lot of cramping because I'm in labor. Yeah. And there's a new guy that's doing the epidural. So he comes in and does it, and I'm on cloud nine. I was like, I don't feel shit. The best sleep I've ever gotten, it was definitely before 3 a.m. because I slept so great. Really? I know, Jessica, wait, to the point this, where they're like, we're going to break your water. They break my water. They come in there like, we're going to change the bed sheet because there's a lot of water. I said, just leave it. I can't feel shit. I'm and, so tired. So do you think that then there was fentanyl in that epidural? Well, They come in later and they were like, there's an issue. Oh. Because they were worried because I told them I was sober. And I said, I don't want you to worry. Mm -hmm. It's all good. If you would have injected vodka (laughs) into my spine, (laughs) maybe a different story. But we're all good. We're all good. That's crazy. So my birthing experience was fantastic. And you didn't faint? No. Wow. I was in it. 6 a.m. They're like, she's here. Don't push another second did I tell you that no they were like push so we can just see where we're at yeah she comes in she's like oh we're there we're at a 10. when
1: you say when she says we're there does that mean like the head's starting to come
0: out where well when I pushed yeah. she goes do not move until Dr. Rothbard gets here because I'm looking at her head right now what yeah that
1: is wild see yes. I think about that and I'm like I'm I will faint when they say that they yes. say oh I see your head I'm done my sister I took my sister to get her belly button pierced she got it pierced and and got wobbly I was down down,
0: I was down. <laughs> see that would knock me out too yes. the belly button pierce. I'm telling you when you give birth and they say we're there I see the head yeah you are not gonna faint you're gonna be like this is like you're gonna meet like I'm your getting baby. emotional yeah. like you're gonna meet your baby yeah <laughs> you won't faint yeah because you don't know what they look like, you yeah. don't know like anything. They've just been living in you for nine months, and they're finally coming out. Yeah, and the someone says you can see her her head or his head, and you're like, Oh my god, I can't wait. That's you know, why? yeah. Like let me fucking push. Let yeah. me get her out of there. She's ready to. So like, I can like hold her, be and- on her
1: mom. Oh, that's I a- know. Speaking of that, it's almost a year. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I know. How do you feel about that? I'm so excited. <gasps> Your little water baby, my
0: little water baby yeah. is going to be one next month. Wow. it's it's so much fun. Yeah. I thought I would be so sad about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I look back on pictures and I'm like, I'm so sad about this, but <laughs> I'm not so sad about this because she yeah. is so much fun. And she's
1: so cute. <laughs> she's a she's like, she's a baby. She's like, a I look at her and I'm like, you're a human.
0: Yeah, it's wild. yeah. she's my Crazy. little person, my little mini. All right, so now with all of that sex talk, birth control talk, period talk, let's take a little break and we'll be back with Dr. Emily Morse. Give Them Lala is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and at times we keep carrying them around rather than processing them and letting them go. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off of your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. Therapy from BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it's not just for those who have experienced major trauma, it's for all of us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com/gtl today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com/gtl. I'm going to let you in on a little tiny secret. I am not a cook. Okay, so that's not really a secret, but I do have a secret weapon when it comes to the kitchen. Factor Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals are always fresh, never frozen. They get delivered right to your door, and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. I've also become a big fan of their add-ons, snacks, and smoothies. Ocean loves the pancakes. I pretty much get those and the mango smoothies in every single Factor delivery. The Factor has you covered no matter how and what you're eating. Keto, calorie smart, protein plus, or vegan and veggie. The weekly menu has 35 options, including gourmet meals like filet mignon and shrimp, there's no prepping, cooking, or even cleaning up. Just heat it up and then eat right out of the Factor packaging. So easy. You can customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need. And you can also pause and reschedule deliveries. So head to factormeals.com lala50 and use code lala50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next box. That's code lala50 at factormeals.com slash lala50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. We are back with a guest that I'm super excited to have on. We have Emily, Sex with Emily. So hi, Emily, first and foremost. Thank you for being here. Hi, Lala. So I became addicted to you and your podcast when I was lucky enough to go to dinner with a girl by the name of Camila Cabello and she is obsessed with you and I was like I have to get on this train and then I have to have her on the podcast because I'm kind of venturing into new territory when it comes to sex okay I love it so I want to have you first explain like to people who maybe are living under a rock and not familiar with you what your podcast entails what you're into and then we're gonna dive into all things sex
2: all right, well, thank you for having me on. I'm so glad that um, you found your way to Sex with Emily. We've been, I've been doing this podcast for over 15 years. It's our 17th year and really I actually cute. started, a po- I know, it's, it was one of the first podcasts um, ever and it was the first sex podcast. So I'm a, I've been doing this for a long time. I love what I do. I answer people's questions. I help people, my whole mission of Sex with Emily and now it's everything. its You can find me, Sex with Emily, on all social media and I have books and I teach and I speak. Products, all the things. But really, my mission is to get people to prioritize their pleasure and liberate the conversation around sex. It's so taboo still in so many circles, maybe not here in Los Angeles. You can sit with your friends. And Camille is going to say, check out the sex podcast, but in a lot of places in the world, we are not comfortable talking about it. And um, we don't think about pleasure. We think of sex as being this kind of a lot of ways, especially for a lot of women. We feel like we have to be more performative. We have to please our partner, but we don't really know our own bodies. We kind of shame ourselves. And so it's really about opening up that conversation. And I release two podcasts a week. And yeah, it's really just about every topic you can think of answering questions. I have guessed sometimes I am so into it. And
0: actually, so that's where I am right now, because when I think about sex, I almost get nervous and I don't get nervous because I think it's the the other person's going to be bad. I'm worried that I'm going to be bad. So, like, I'm not even worried about if I get off. I'm worried about if the other person gets off. Like, I'm all about the other person. Please help me and other women or men who are going through that same thought process.
2: Well, okay. So, let me tell you this, I love that you've said this. This is so good because here's the thing. The best sex is when everyone's having pleasure and everyone gets off, right? Or everyone feels good. And so... I'm going to say, I'm going to twist this a little bit and say, you're going to be fine with whatever lover you have next. As long as you were truly having pleasure, you're in your body, you know, what feels good. And so that's the sexiest lover in the world is a woman. Or I always say on my show, I don't use gender. I say vulva owners and penis owners, but we'll just say is a woman, a vulva owner, a vulva is the external part of the vagina. You could say vagina, vulva, who knows her body knows what how to move it, knows what feels good. So I feel like this is a lot of people come into my show, they're like, tell me how to not make a weird orgasm face or how do I get better blowjobs and all that can come. But first you have to (laughs) come. I
0: I love that because I think a lot of people do get in their head about that. I mean, more times than not, like I'm not getting off because I'm so in my head about, you know, and when you're with the same person for a really long time, then you become like almost comfortable with, the
2: dynamic, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's mostly just like a chore. It's a chore. Check it off the list. And and I don't want that. That's my mission is I don't do not want sex to be something that is another item on your to-do list. And so, and I I mean, I started this show to give you the history. Like I started the show over 15 years ago because I was performative. I was like, What's he gonna think of me? How do I give a blow jump? How do I look sexy when I'm giving it? How do I, and I was faking orgasms? Like I was doing all the things that I find out that I was not alone. But at the time I there was nobody else talking about this. Right. I felt there was nobody else like talking about the reality of it. And so I had to do my own work and figure out well, what feels good to me. I had to bring back my masturbation. I had to like really get into my masturbation. I had to learn to communicate with my partners and say, like, this is what I'm into. Because here's the thing, Lala, the reason why I most women are, are more performative or they're like just wanting to get over with is because we don't really know because sex is so focused first off on penetration. Here's one of the reasons. Penetration can feel amazing. Nothing wrong with penetration, but that goes back to religion and the patriarchy saying that sex is good about patri- uh, penetration because that's where babies are made. But The majority of women or vulva owners are not going to have an orgasm with anything to do with the penis. They're not going to have the most pleasure with the penis. And maybe you do only 20% of women have orgasms during penetration. That's first off, and now that that's not important, that's amazing. But most of them need a warm up. They need oral sex. They need to make sure that like the the, the the kitchen's clean or like they finish their items on their to do list. So there's like all these factors that go into really pleasurable sex. So the first thing is realizing that maybe you need a lot of oral. Like I know I do. Like I need a lot of warm up. I need foreplay. I need to know that my partner and I've connected. And so it just kind of understanding that sex is more complex than just like getting it over with and the old in and
0: out. Right. Like we're not jackrabbits. Let's like make this a fun event. I yeah. totally, guys, I'm trying to get back into that headspace. Now, back to what you said about the faking of the orgasms. Okay, let's do it. Do you think that people should do that? Do you think that people should fake an
2: orgasm? I don't think people should fake orgasms, but I know that they do. But we fake them because we're afraid we're not going to get there. We want our partners to feel... We don't want them to feel bad. Right. We are embarrassed that we can't. We're just going to get over with. We know, we know it's not going to happen and all these reasons. But what we're doing is first off, we're this, we're setting these. And I think it's mostly with men that we fake it. So let's just say that we're setting all these penises off in the world, thinking that they're great lovers. They're masters of the universe. And like, well, no woman's ever faked it with me. I'm like, I guarantee you all the time that like more than half have faked it probably because it usually doesn't happen the first time you're with someone like there's just all these factors. So no, I think it's a disservice to your partners, first off, for the future partners that they're with, but also it's a disservice to ourselves. And, and even if you stay with them forever, they should know how to please you, right? And you should know how to please you. And you're not. then we're almost like, we're, we're deciding in that moment, we fake it, that their pleasure is more important than ours.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, at the very beginning of this, I said that I like, if they get off, then I know I did my job, like I'm more concerned with that. Like what, all- that's what
2: we're, to switch. we're switching that at the yeah, end have of the to. we we're doing it so into the switching this for you. Do you feel like
0: vulva owners are more in their head when it comes to sex
2: than penis owners? I think that we're all in our heads to be honest. Like, And I got to say this about my, my podcast audience is that it's half men and half women. It always okay. has been. So it's never been like, which is, you know, interesting, but I, I think it's, we're all, I just, I know this because I get all the questions all the time. We're all in our heads. That women are in our heads. Vulva owners are in our head. Thank you for having me here. Velva owners are in their head, and they're worried that is my left boob look bigger than my right boob? Am I doing this right? Are the kids going to come in the door? Um, is my roommate? Can they have a roommate hear me? Is this weird? Whatever was in our mind? Am I doing this wrong? Am I not going to get there? And then I think that penis owners are in their head, equally wondering, like, is she going to get there? Why aren't I hard enough? I'm going to lose my erection. I'm going to come too quickly. So yes, I think we're all in our heads. And so that's how we could just really do a lot of work around getting out of our heads. I can give you some tips on that too.
0: So for me, going back to being out there like that again, and obviously I practice safe sex always. First and foremost, I think it's important to be an educated lover um, and a smart one at that. But I fully intend on going and living my best life, Emily. I'm not even going to lie. Do and it. what are some tips that you can, number one, let's talk about getting out of the head. Like what, what do you recommend for people in my situation where it's like, this is new territory again. Like I, I used to be great at what I was doing, but am I still like, how do I get myself to be like, you're freaking awesome?
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, first, just by saying that you're freaking awesome because you are freaking awesome and knowing that, but there's a few steps that, that happen here because if you, if you rely, if you leave it up to your thoughts to do that for you, it's just not going to happen. So we just start where we have to get ahead of it. We have to be more proactive in retraining our brains and retraining our thoughts so we can really get ourselves on board for sex. Now, getting out of our head, the first thing is, do you ever do any meditation or mindfulness work or anything like that? Like, no, but teach me. Okay. I watch a lot of friends. Is that mind work? <laughs> it's like a little bit of distraction. That's good. Gets you out of your head, but then you're in someone else's head. Right. Um, you know, here's simple tons of masturbation to masturbation. That's important too. <laughs> of, of meditation. One of my mantras, by the way, is meditate, masturbate, manifest. So the meditation thing is really just about being present. How do I be present? because when you're when you're thinking, when you're in your head, you're usually worrying about something that can happen in the future or something that happens in the past. What I really want to train people is to stay in the moment is to anchor yourself in the mind, in the moment. And that would be like, okay, right now when I find myself tripping and I still like, don't get me wrong. I'm not like perfect during sex. I worry about things too. And I'm, this is my job. So what I do is I think about the five senses, right? You've got sight, you've got sense, you've got taste, you've got hearing, you've got touch, and I think, what are the five things? What What are the like? Okay, so I'm thinking, I'm tripping. I'm like, usually I just take a deep breath. I'm like, okay, what am I hearing right now? I'm like, okay, because when we breathe like a deep breath during sex, not just like a shallow breath, but if you do like a deep into my pelvic floor breath and you do five of those, that's gonna anchor you in the moment. So I'm like, I'm hearing my breath. What am I? And they're like, what do I um smell? And I always light the same candle when I have sex. So I have like, this nice vanilla like candle. Um, What am I hearing? Maybe I'm hearing their breath. Maybe I'm hearing my breath. I'm touching them. What am I feeling? Okay. My hands are on their body. Oh my God. Look at their body. It feels really good. And sometimes I have to do that for a few minutes. What am I hearing? What am I smelling? What am I tasting? Like I'm tasting their lips. You are immediately present. And then in that moment, you can start to think about breathing. What am I feeling? Like, what am I actually feeling in my body? Like, oh, okay. Actually, feels good. Like, Like if your head goes to I'm worried. Like I'm not feeling anything. Okay. Well, how can you start to feel more? Like how can I just move in a way that feels good? Um, like just to sort of, and, and you can practice this during masturbation. If you do masturbate, I hope you do. Of course. <laughs> okay. So lube is important too. I have a lube on every nightstand, just lube during masturbation lube on the nightstand. Cause sometimes we're worried like, am I too dry? Am I too wet? Am I lubricant? will just keep you neutral and make sure that you are, can actually feel what's going on in the moment because I don't know, leaves a whole nother thing. So being present in the moment, that's part of it. Being with partners, even if it's a one-night stand and you're having fun, which is great, but it's like making sure that you're getting your, like you are, I mean, just, asking for what you want not faking it like really like if you need oral sex or you want someone to slow down i mean i think that a lot of times we're with partners who just kind of rush through things Mm -hmm. so letting know like i wanted to take this a little bit slower and i think affirmations are really helpful and in fact we're just posting this today on our instagram and i was just like looking at this it's a full moon right i love the full moon because there's like full moon rituals where you can just like think about what you want to release in the past and what you want to have in the few in the next month or so so i've this is like my full, these are affirmations for an earth shattering sex life. And I have these in my notes on my phone and it's like, I'm free to explore my sexuality and explore my desires. I am boundlessly sexy. I deserve um, pleasure and satisfaction. Pleasure finds me wherever I go. I'm endlessly grateful for my body that provides me with sexual pleasure. I'm filled with love and sexual energy. I mean, If your thoughts are negative and telling you otherwise, if you have a daily ritual of reading affirmations, even if it's five of them, even if it's 10, you affirm, you meditate, you just kind of get yourself in the mindset. Like I am a sexy, smart, incredible woman. And it's a practice. And I think it also helps women being with women, men that they feel safe with. Right. That's That's my biggest thing. We are not going to have, listen, no vulva owners have their best sex when they don't trust somebody, when it's new. And it's, that's why we fake it too. Sometimes we're like, I don't know this person. It's new. I want them to like me. So then it's also okay to slow it down. Like we don't need to rush right into sex. Maybe just foreplay for a while or making out like the more that I'm not one of these like, wait, three dates. till you're committed. Like, no, go have sex with someone the first night too. But I think if we're talking about pleasure and being more in your body and being less in your head, all these things matter. Again, being with somebody you feel you trust that you feel safe with, even if it's been a few dates, like, is this a good person? Because right. it's your body you're giving to them. So you, and, and we know this, if they're not a good person, like, we kind of know. And when you're with someone who's safe and who's nurturing, and you're going to feel comfort, more comfortable being yourself and acting it, letting them know, like, this is new for me. I haven't been with anyone in a while. Let's slow it down. Like, the penis owners you're with, and I hope you're going to be with in the future, are going to want to be incredible lovers to you. They want that. They don't want women, their vulva owners faking and they don't, yeah, they want a great sex, but they most importantly want to see a woman in ecstasy and a woman having pleasure at their, in their, at their hands, like on their dime, you know? Right. Of course.
0: Yeah. I, I think I get into my head a lot and, you know, I think back to when I was in my twenties and I was like, I just was like, so into every part of my body. Right. And it's crazy to me that in your 20s, or for me at least, in my 20s is when I felt like I was just, I owned my sexuality so hardcore. And maybe there was a little bit of, you know, liquid courage to my ownership. Cut to, you know, 31 years old where I am now and I'm questioning everything. Like the thought, like I feel like I'm going to be losing my virginity for the first time. Like this, not losing my virginity again. Like I have forgotten to like how to have sex.
2: Well, you know what? This makes sense because you're sober now, right? You were not sober before. So obviously you're sober now. You were drinking your twenties. And so I I know a lot, I've worked a lot with a lot of people who are, have recently gotten sober. I have a lot of friends who got sober and it's almost is like a, a rebirth. It almost is like a virginity because the reason why a lot of people drink and you probably know this. Is because like, it's liquid courage. It's because we're so afraid to talk to that boy in high school or college. And then we're just drinking. We really can't imagine having sex without alcohol. And so I'm. congratulations to you. Like, that's huge that you stopped drinking first Thank off. Thank you. And then now, like, just honor. Like, I have a friend who got sober. And I remember she, when she first got sober, she would bring me on dates with her. She'd be like, Emily, we just, like, I think I like this guy. I, I mute like I can't even I can't even use word and she's the most she is the most outgoing person and it came back and you now she's married and has kids but like at the time she's like I don't even know how to who I am you know and you're probably going through some of that so I just want to like like honor that and know that like it's okay for you to share that too and maybe we've been told like oh guys won't think that's sexy and you still maybe still associate as like Lala La in her 20s but this is like the hotter better version of Lala La right now who's being more mindful and respectful of yourself. And like, what guy wouldn't want to be the one that's like helping you with your sexual. I, I don't love the word virginity. We all use it, but <laughs> it's like, it's more of a bad, like your sexual debut, I think is a much better way to put it. Ooh, like, I love that. Like this is your debut girl. Like you're out of a bad relationship. You're sober. Like this is not, this is more than like, even our conversation. Like, who are you? Like, look at, I mean, I would also recommend like, and I recommend this to a lot of vulva owners is like, look in the mirror. Like when you're masturbating at your home and like walking around naked and like, cause so many of us a shame around our bodies. And there's something called like exposure exercise where you're literally like in the mirror, you're naked. You're like looking at it. Like what's going on between my legs. You're right. watching yourself swell. Like when we get, or, when we get turned on, we put a vibrator there and everything. It's like, you see like, Oh my, my labia swells, my clitoris swell. Like you just we're amazing creatures. So the right. more of, the more you get to know who you are right now as a sexual being in this stage of your life at 31, it's going to be a lot easier for you to be in the bedroom with someone because you're going to show up as she is part of you, like the kick-ass, badass businesswoman talent that you are. Is also this sexual dynamo that you're starting to get to know, and we want to incorporate all those together. It's not like now is the bedroom part. Now is the part where I go to dinner with them. It's like. You want to bring her with you everywhere. Does that make sense? I'm like, yes,
0: yes. I want to, I am looking forward to getting into that headspace of just feeling myself again and getting out of my head and remembering you give a killer blow job, Lala. Like, you know how to do this. It's like riding a bike. It's like riding a bike. It really is. I know. And then then I go there and I'm like, well, if I got on a bike, would I even know, remember how to ride one? Like you start, <laughs> It's like a rabbit hole for me. And I know that I'm not
2: the only one going through this. So many people go through this, whether it's the first time, whether so many women, so many Volvo owners, so many people are so worried that, well, I'm with somebody who has more experience than I do. They're going to be constantly, they're going to be lying there thinking about all the other blowjobs that have come before. It's so not true. I never hear this from people like, oh, my girlfriend X was better than that. Like it's the, it's the stories that we create our heads to keep us down. So here's the great news. Every time we are with a new lover, every time is my best tip for you is to pay attention and to be present with that penis, with that vulva for whatever body parts you're with, because it's telling you something like, you're going to know if you're paying attention, is there, you know, is your partner's breath quickening? Are they turned on? Like, are they comfortable? Like sometimes I look at my partners, you can tell that they're like laid out, like, Hey, you need a pillow, like making sure that they're comfortable. Go in. You want to like tease their light. You want to like have some massage lotion or some lube on the table. And you're like, we well, you know you like to be warmed up. I like to be warmed up. I like sex. to be warmed up. Yes. But like, I believe that penis owners do too. Like I used to go right in and like start with the blowjob. I'm like, no, I'm going to like massage their inner thighs. I'm going to tease a little, I'm going to kiss them. I'm going to like slow it down. And then you just like start to lick and you start to like, see like, are they responding? Do they like this? You know? And you just, you know, it like it's just when you're really focused. And probably in the past you weren't as much because maybe you were drinking. It was more like in the moment you were more like just kind of doing what you've always done. But now you get to kind of learn with, because every penis is going to want something different. Every vulva is going to want something different. Right. So you're going to know.
0: Obviously there are people that maybe don't think they're great at sex are nervous to have sex because it's been a while all over the board. Right. Do you have like a go-to move that you could be a rookie or you could be the baddest at what you're doing? That is just like a go-to move where it's like, that's the game changer. Never saw a penis or vulva that didn't like this.
2: <laughs> um, honestly I would say it's lube. I- I would say that there is such a, I don't know if you use lube all the time, but there is such a bad rap lube gets because, first off, there was a study that you, Indiana University, which is like the Kinsey Institute, the leading place on sex in the country, in the world. And they showed that when you added a few drops of lube to any sexual situation, that vulva owners were 80% more likely to orgasm.
0: Like, really? They just
2: so, even if you're like, here's the thing about our wetness level is not an indicator of arousal. Like, you could be wet. And not turned on. You could be so turned on and not wet. Or maybe you're wet the first five minutes and then you're not wet later. Just having a lube on your in, like something beautiful, like Uber Lube makes a really sexy bottle. It's a glass bottle or some flavored lube, whatever. And you just put a few pumps on it. Penises love it when you're giving a hand job or a blow job. Because sometimes I'm always worried, like, is, do I have enough saliva? Mm-hmm. Am I wet enough? Am I I just always, like, I will not masturbate. I will not have any sex unless I, like, pump, pump the lube. So to me, and for penises too, it feels amazing like every guy I've been with is like like at first there's all this like oh it's weird it's shameful because I didn't turn her on enough or why do you need lube right it has a stigma that's exactly where my
0: head goes like for me I'm like you start using lube when you're like older and things are not as wet down there so even if your cookie gets super freaking wet the lube is
2: always a must always a must. Yeah. It's a start. It's a starter. It's like, even if it's a few drops, put it on his penis at first, just when you first start touching it, but use it, put it a little bit inside of you because even if you're wet at the beginning, sometimes if sex goes a lot longer, right? We just don't stay as wet. And that could cause tears that could cause, and if you're using condoms too, it just is a safe to put the lube over the condom. Wait, and what lube, what lube do you recommend? I love Uber lube, U-B-E-R usually I have it at my nights at my desk and I love um pure lube PJUR. like you want to get like a lube that you could like read the ingredients that are inside of it because you're going to be putting it in your vagina so like buying stuff at the drugstore I don't always recommend
0: well I have a, a rookie question then can lube like if you put this on your partner can their fun parts go in your mouth after
2: yeah get a flavor those lube. two System Joe, Ooh. yes, with those they can, but System Joe makes the most delicious flavored lube. It's called System Joe. And you can find this all on my website at sexwithemily.com or Google System Joe. But they have like creme brulee, mint chocolate. It's unbelievable. And I just, I mean, <laughs> I'm going to be like, forget the dick. I'm staying home exactly. and just eating my lube all night. <laughs> I, exactly. It's, I, I usually have it on my desk. I'm like, I'm just like eating it in the middle of the day. I'm like, it's delicious. So use some flavored lube, but honestly, that other lubes, not they don't taste bad. Coconut oil lube, Woo, Woo More Play makes a really good one. It's called Woo More Play. It's coconut oil, and it has some, it's not great with condoms, but it's, it's like a good massage lube, lubricant, and it's coconut oil. It tastes like cinnamon, like vanilla cinnamon. So I would say that that's a good thing. I would say making noise during sex is another important thing, like letting your partner know that you're into it. What if you're not into it? Do you stay silent or
0: do you tell them like, hey can we like switch it up? Cause this is not doing it for me. Cause then you don't want to kill
2: their heart on. I would just say, yeah, that's the thing. I would just like kind of pull back. That's the thing. It's like, we think we have to keep going. Like, I don't know about you, but I would start so many sexual situations and thinking like, I can't stop them. Cause then I'm a bad lover. I'm leading them uh-huh. on. We can, it's okay to say, you know what? <sighs> right. Let's take a beat for a minute. I'm because they need reinforcement too. Because if you stop in the middle, they're like, What I do, and it's over. Because sex is so charged. And we ever, when we talk about sex, the reason why my whole mission is communication is a lubrication is because whenever people talk about sex, we go into fight or flight. We think that something's wrong with us. If our partner says we need to talk about our sex life, we're like, Oh shit, what I do wrong. So in the middle of sex, if you want to stop it and de escalate whatever's happening, just be like, ah, Put your hand on their heart and just say, is really important say oh this is so hot I'm getting really turned I, I just need a moment like can we just take a beat can we go back to kissing? Okay can we just slow it down. I'm just get some water And then you can kind of like regroup and say I really like going slow or this is kind of going fast for me or um, whatever it was that you were liking maybe you would like like I really like talking. Can we just go back to like the talking part for a minute? okay it's the way it's our tone. It's talking about our words? Right tone and looking in the eye and using your hands to say, this is great. I don't want you to like freak out. I've seen him beat. I'm getting back in sex shape. Like I'm whatever it is. <laughs> right. But we don't own anything. I think we were told like, oh, don't leave him with blue balls. Like growing up, like it's all bullshit. Everyone's going to be fine if they don't come. Like if they have an erection and we walk away, like no one's going to die.
0: Like, why do they tell us that? I know. I know. It's all about like, don't leave him with blue balls. He's going to be fine. No one's showing up at the hospital with blue balls. No one's dick's falling off because of blue balls. Now, I have a question that I'm super concerned about. I am worried that when I decide to go and have sex again, that I could possibly cry. Because when you're feeling so much emotion, the only way I know how to process a lot of emotion is sobbing. Okay? If that happens. Yeah. <laughs> what do you like do I need I mean I'm not saying it will I think there's a high chance that it could and this guy that I'm talking to who I do feel safe with okay I'm okay. like I'm definitely gonna fuck him okay for the first one because I'm like if I cry like he'll hug me after right like I know that but
2: like do women cry? I've, if they haven't had I sex cry. for a... Re- I cry. You do. Cry. So that's like yes. a normal thing. Yes. I didn't have sex for a while. I had have a boyfriend for a while. I was like, oh. I cry all the time. And the guys that I'm with are fucking down. They're like, that's so hot. You're so into it. Like, I don't want to be with a guy. I don't... I'm not afraid of catching feels anymore. I'm not trying to be the cool girl. I spent my whole life trying to be the cool girl and trying to be whatever. And like, I'm not interested in that. That doesn't get you anywhere. I don't play games. If I have an emotion, I better be with someone who can handle emotions doesn't right. mean that I'm crying because I'm so in love with you. You can inform them that I I tend to be crying. They they're going through a lot. Because sex, listen, sex is so connected to so many things like ple- like pleasure and pl- pain are so closely related, which is why like people like BDSM or spanking like it's pleasure and it's pain. Sex is like stimulating all of these nerve endings and all these emotions come up. It's all related, which is why we can cry after during And usually I'm just feeling like I'm so what I I think when I cry during sex, I'm like so happy to be feeling again and to be in my body again and to be feeling deep pleasure that it gives me so much joy. And it's not necessarily and usually it's not about the person I'm with. It's like, oh, my God, Emily, welcome back to yourself. Welcome back to sex. Welcome back to like feeling so good. So. I think it's a great litmus test. You want to be with someone who knows how to handle that. Again, that's such a you thing. Like, that's so beautiful. I think it's beautiful when a woman emotes and and that older, older version of us or the younger version of us is like, oh, my God, he's going to run. Like, I would say if a guy leaves you because of something weird or you make a weird noise in the bedroom or you cry, like, he just did you a favor. Right, like, goodbye. Right, bye.
0: Not your guy. Not your guy. Yeah, I, like, it would be that feeling, like, a very euphoric feeling. If I start crying, it has nothing to do with like me being upset or thinking about anything other than, oh my gosh, like I'm so reconnected
2: to myself in a way that I haven't been connected in a while. That's a great thing to say to them. You can use that too. You know what And all these hormones that are released, like listen, when we have sex and you probably have, it sounds like you haven't in a while. We release oxytocin, dopamine, serotonin, all those feel-good hormones, which relate to happiness, to joy, to the oxytocin as a cuddle hormone, and so we react to these changes by tearing up. By you know, think how we act like we have all these hormones. Also, we like once a month when we're menstruating. So it's kind of the same thing, but they're all being activated at once. So. You know, some people get really hungry after sex. They fall asleep after sex. Like it's all related to the hormone surge. Oh my
0: gosh, you've just spit so much knowledge on me, and I'm gonna go out there and give them my best bang. So excited! You can also text me. Camila is my number two. I'm like, I got you, girl. Okay, I I'm definitely going to do that. And where where can people that live under a rock who
2: have just come out Find you the podcast and everything is sex with Emily. You can find it on all podcast platforms wherever you listen podcasts and on social media. It's just sex with Emily. And if you have a question, if this sparked an interest, you can just the best way to do it is feedback at sexwithemily.com.
0: Okay, you've been amazing. I know, like this is the first time that I've really opened up about not having sex in a while and being uh, very nervous about like venturing into that territory again and. I couldn't think of a better person to open up to than you. Thank you so much. Of
2: course. Thank you for having me on. And I I want to just thank you for being so vulnerable to your audience right now because this is going to be so helpful. Like I didn't, I didn't know that you hadn't talked about it before, but there's so many people are, that are in the exact position that you are and that by you being such a leader and they're listening to you and your advice, it's so, it's so brave and it's going to really provide a great service to your, to your followers. So
0: I appreciate you
2: so much and
0: you will be hearing from me. me <laughs> up, girl. I got you. i we're all in this together, you know? Thank you. You're amazing, Emily. We'll talk you soon. You. We'll talk- yes, thank you. Bye babe.